Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm Beth, a creator-based coach with CMH Coaching for Life. I'm here today to help you and those you love create a life you feel grounded and at home in. Think of a life where you feel peace, love for those around you, and in a flow with just enough challenge to keep you happy and creating something wonderful. Sounds like magic, but it's not. You can create that life every single day. You can have a life full of love, excitement, hope, and creation. Our mission at CMH Coaching is to flood the earth with light through compassion, mindfulness, and hope. And I'm going to ask a favor of you. If you like what you see and hear today, think of someone you know that would enjoy and benefit from this message. Our mission is to flood the world with compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Share this with them. But for now, this is time just for you. So settle into whatever you're doing and enjoy this time with the girls where we create that one awesome, amazing, perfect life every one of us is seeking. Live on Facebook, I can do it weekly. We are very excited to be here uh, to the Creator Based Life, the weekly podcast for CMH Coaching. We empower women of faith to create lives they love, the lives they have always wanted. And you see, I'm here with Jacine in her cool aviators, a business coach, <laughs> a mom, a grandma, and an avid runner, and gender ruse. Uh, coach, a can grow anything gardener who currently has moles. You should ask her about that. And a <laughs> hypnotherapist. And I'm Beth, a master life coach and author and the creator of the creator based way. Create your one awesome, amazing, perfect life. And this is the last day of our theme blessed. Tomorrow is trick or treat and we'll start November. <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk just a little bit about expansive generosity and how to actually receive and trick-or-treating is perfect for that. You guys, I, I can't wait. I just can't tell you. I'm, I'm here with my three, three of my grandkids and they are eight, four, and three. And we're waiting for baby number four to arrive. And they <laughs> are so stoked about trick-or-treat. Like I have to go as something that's it. So May is going to be Elsa you know, Teddy's got his, Luke's got his, but just that whole idea of the ghouls and goblins come to your front porch and they hold out their bag and you give away that candy. And I don't know if you guys have done trick-or-treaters before. I'm sure you have, but what's it like to open the front door and see those sweet faces and drop the candy in the bag? Tell me your experiences. Do you guys trick-or-treat where you live? Oh my goodness. I haven't done it in years and we have lived out in the boonies for, mm -hmm. well, let's see, 30 years now. So it's, yeah, without trick-or-treaters, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I have gone with my grandkids in the, in the neighborhoods and um, it's, it's pretty fun and pretty cute to to experience that and uh well it's really yeah. unifying for a neighborhood 
I mean, the kids go up to the houses that have the lights on and the people are excited to see them. And there's just this really great energetic exchange where they Mm -hmm. give and the kids receive. And it's just such a happy thing. Jen, do you guys have trick-or-treaters? No, because we don't um, have sidewalks where I live and we don't have a lot of street lights. And so they do a trunk or treat, but no, we don't have trick-or-treaters. Well, my big kids all grew up in the city. And so we were in a neighborhood Mm -hmm. and it was a big deal. I mean, all night long, the doorbell rang and all night long. And if we weren't going to be home, we, one year we hung suckers from our tree. So Ah. everybody that came could pull a sucker off the tree because we were going to be gone for something. Yeah. It's, it's just a really, really fun thing to work on. I've loved it. Yeah. But it's just the generosity of it all and the unity in the community. That generosity is so remarkable and so expansive the way it unifies people. So And it's almost, it seems like a paradox that you get so much from giving away. You know, it's like the backward law of giving away, you actually receive more. Have you experienced that where um, just by giving, you receive more? Maybe it wasn't Halloween. Maybe it was some other event in your life. But for me, it's always been Halloween. Or um, mm-hmm. Christmas caroling. I'm a, that's another one of those door-to-door things. You give away that gift and you receive so much back. Yeah, just your, I think about when I give, for me, it's my time. Uh-huh. And oftentimes when I give away my time, mm-hmm. because that's, that is such a precious commodity to me. Uh-huh. That, that. I get, I just come away feeling so blessed and so on top of the world and like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And I feel like I gained so much more by giving a little bit of my time. Yeah. Well, and I know CMH coaching in our programs, some, we give scholarships for some of our programs based on need. And, um, I work with a couple of clients right now at no charge. And it's really interesting because I know it's one of my weaknesses to look at my clients that pay and support the business, which is wonderful, but I get so much more and I probably shouldn't say it out loud, but, but giving (laughs) it away just because I want to make somebody feel better, you know, just because I want to share that light with Mm -hmm. them. So I know Jen, you've done work pro bono before too. Has that been your experience? Yeah, that, yeah, that has been my experience. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking right now where um, being a giver, like doing that and, mm-hmm. and giving away something that is, um, I don't say precious, but like, it's, it's my time. and It's it, valuable. It's valuable. Yeah. And seeing it received yeah. different ways, like some of it received very graciously and some of it received like nothing at all like you know depending on the receiver it's really changed me when I have been on the other end to make sure that that individual that is giving Mm. understands that I'm grateful for it because they have taken the time to think and and possibly inspiration whatever to think that that they wanted to give me something. There must've been a need for me and whether it was just to be friendly or whatever. And so I'm really trying to be a different receiver 
Um, I and that's that. Because I've been on the other end where like I, because I love to give gifts that when I have figured the individual out, <laughs> I love to give yeah. gifts that are so personalized and to not, and not the, re- that's not the reason why I give them, but to give something and not have a thank you or not to be able to see them actually enjoy it or understand kind of sucks. It kind of stinks. Oh, but I got to tell you, okay. So we stopped for lunch in between doctor's appointments today while we were out. And I asked Aubrey if she'd talk with me just a little bit, kind of hone what we wanted to talk about the podcast and pulled out the notebook. One of the notebooks that you gave us, I got it. You guys, 50, 50, you just have to know Jen is an amazing gift giver. And oh, just yeah. before you week, she sent us these you week baskets and they had the most amazing little bitty, um, little notebooks. And so I pulled my little notebook out my purse because they're small enough to carry nicely. And Aubrey says, oh my gosh, where'd you get that? I want one. <laughs> I just wanted you to know. <laughs> yeah. But, and it was fun to be able to share. It was like this multiple thing. And just to be able to tell the story of the delight and that of in the receiving and the delight and the sweetness of giving that all happened again. It's like those little notebooks are going to be the gift that keep on giving, you know, it's just, it's a, it is really, truly a gift to be able to give well. No, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But I just, like I said, I just learned to be a different receiver. And, um, and even those things like, Cause sometimes we are given things that we're just like, why would they want to give me this? They don't even, but you know what? That's not the reason. The reason is right. because they felt that they wanted to give a part of them, a part of them to mm-hmm. you. And yeah. I'm like, you just, we've got to be a better receiver, better receiver of gifts and, and that. So I'm, I'm really working on that. And so what do you do in, in being a better receiver? I think just showing gratitude and just yeah. you know, contact, like I, I contact them, let them know. Thank you. Instead of just like, oh, okay, thanks. And, and, and cause I got to tell you a story, but, but then okay. it's like, I also had to learn different thing, different ways to give to different people. Okay. Yes. Cause everybody's different. Oh, yes. Yes. different. Yes. So first yes. year of my marriage. So I would love to get like, find the funny birthday cards and, and, you know, make sure you give, you know, a birthday card to somebody and, and all the stuff and everything. I found the perfect birthday card to give to my husband. And we hadn't even been married a year. Oh, happy. Married in August, his birthday's in December. And I'm like, oh, yay, birthday card. Let me set the scene. We are in the kitchen. And and I, and I think I had other things like a cake and things like that for him. So celebrate birthday, woohoo, you know. Hand him the birthday card. He opens it up. He reads it. And directly puts it in the trash. <gasps> okay, you guys, this is how not to receive. Just say. You know, and everything. It's it's. But I had to learn that my husband is very much, he's got an amazing memory. And he's very much, he knows, he, he, he has moments. He doesn't need a birthday card. Because like, I would save them forever. He doesn't need a birthday card. Yeah. To remember the moment, to remember the feelings, and remember the sentiment. Aww. And um, but it's so funny because nowadays, whenever he gets anything, he looks at me, and goes, "How long do I have to keep this?" Because uh, he says he's like so worried. <laughs> but I know, I know, it was hilarious. It's it's a joke. Man, to ask though is so sweet. I know it's it's a joke. Now. But I learned <laughs> that 
he, I had to learn his, his, his style of receiving and his style of stuff. Yeah. I never wanted to be on that end again. So I like, I like the idea of learning someone's style of receiving. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, but that is very cool. Yeah. I, I, I just tried to, I'm trying to be different in, because I believe that if you're a better receiver, like even, even the hard things, like receiving the hard lessons and like that, I think you, you, you kind of expand your capacity to receive more. And so I want to receive the good, but you know, it's almost like, you know, am I trusted with even receiving what I perceive to maybe not be the perfect gift or the perfect thing? Well, and even like you said, the lessons, the 50, 50, you know, receiving the good and then receiving the other 50 that you is a lesson more than the good, you know? It's like when you said you lean into the not so great, but you're, if you're great, grateful for it, it's so much easier to receive what doesn't feel good. Yeah. But in the yeah. end it's so important for your growth and learning. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I love, feeling. yeah, I love where you guys are going with that because I was remembering back when, you know, early on in our marriage, Mark would, he would send flowers um, every time he went hunting and he'd send them to my work and, you know, everybody would ooh and ah and it'd be awesome. But he always sent like rust and reds and I loved like the pinks and the bright colors, right? And he was always Uh sending me like these manly colors the elegant things that he liked yeah yes yes and they were more sturdy flowers and I liked the you know just like the frilly and so a lot of times I was so ungrateful I was just like ew I don't even want to put this up it's just like I don't think it's pretty and I just was not a very grateful um I I didn't have gratitude yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah Instead of, I mean, it took me years to get over myself and, and look at it for really what it was. And that was that he was remembering me and that he wanted to do something special for me. And I think for me, it, it was just like, oh my gosh, why could I not see that all those years instead of, oh, why doesn't he get me? Right. Uh-huh. Why doesn't he get yeah, the gratitude? Makes how all many the difference. times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because now he sends me more often than not. He'll send me the flowers that I like, which is so weird. <laughs> okay, so we so that's the steps that. <laughs> is yeah the steps in receiving the creator based way. The first one is to ask for what you want, right? To know what you want and to actually so. How did you send the message of, of what well, you really, I, in a way that he could accept it and understand? I think it was through gratitude because the other times I would be like, oh yeah, it's really pretty, but you know, I really don't like these colors. My favorite colors are this. Like, so I would uh-huh. tell him what I wanted and year uh-huh. after year, same thing over and over again. And, and then once I finally got it, it was like, I didn't, I never said anything again. And then all of a sudden I'm getting what I want. So, 
<laughs> so at some point he understood. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like I understood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I never, yeah. I, I quit saying, oh, these are my favorite colors or whatever. I just, just was in gratitude. And, you know, he would always write the sweetest message along with the flowers. And so anyway, yeah. I just, I thought that was interesting that once maybe he got what he wanted, which was like just full gratitude that mm -hmm. he I could hear I you then. Yeah. 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 Come on. Who wants to know that? Oh, you gave me a gift, but it's not good enough. Yes. Yeah. Oh I my mean, gosh. Yes. Talk about shutting something down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bless his heart for continuing to send it because I I would have just right. been like, oh, you're complaining about it? Fine, we're done. I'm not going to waste my money. Yeah. You know? Nobody kept trying. That really shows his love. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Wow. Okay, well, when we really want something, and this was a great example, the three steps of asking we talked about this week, ask, believe, and receive. But your ask, um, knowing what you want, clearly you know what you want, um, mm -hmm. even if it's as simple as to feel loved and your gratitude allowed that to come in. But what about if there's other things, needs that something you'd really like to have, but you don't have yet? What's your, what's your ask? How do you explain that to somebody? Mm. For me, it takes courage because I'm not right out yes. there with me. I need such and so. But I have to kind of know for myself first and really figure out what exactly do I want? Because yeah. the the nebulous, I just want to feel better, mm -hmm. doesn't usually get me what I want. Well, sometimes I have to think, well, is it really within their power to give me what I want? Or is it something uh -huh. that I have to change my perspective? My perspective? Uh-huh, okay. something you need yep. to look at. Yeah, because maybe it's not something that, is really going to come from that area. Maybe it's something to change from within. inside. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes I, I, I go there first and say, okay, well, is this really realistic? Or am I saying I'm not happy or I'm not getting what I want because of X, Y, or Z instead of, you know, looking at a different right. way. So I guess the first step would be to see if it is a reasonable ask. And yeah. if it's an ask that needs to be um, realized from without, or if it's an ask that you could do from within. Yeah. Yeah. And that would make it more clear. You'd have clarity on it for what to do with your ask. All right. So if, if we do the ask that way, then the second step is believe that you can receive it. And I love this principle. Do you really believe you can receive what it is that you want? Do you feel like mm -hmm. you're worthy of it? Do you feel like you deserve it? Do you feel like it's something you really could have? Have you guys ever had an example in or a time in your life where you really wanted something, but didn't really think you could have it? Well, I'm sure. I just don't remember it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that believing that you're worthy to have what it is that you really want, you know, well, that, that well, desire, whether that desire is a new dishwasher or that desire well, is a partner, it doesn't, whatever it is, um, that right. believing Right. Well, we had like, when I was pregnant with my first son, who just turned 40. <laughs> Whoa. Um, when your baby turns 40, oh, there you go. My 
gosh, that was crazy. But uh, we were in the process of we wanted to get out of my in-laws basement. Uh And so finding we found this townhouse that was just, oh, my gosh, I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. But it wasn't like within our price range. And um, it just really pushed the envelope. It would have. And I want I just kept wanting it so bad. We looked at other apartments. We looked at this. We looked at that. And it was interesting because as I as I went to the Lord in prayer about it, he's, you know, it was just this, just ask, tell them what you can afford. Tell them, tell them. And so we met with the owners of this, it was a triplex and he just, he listened to us and met us. And he's like, I really want you guys to have one of these. Let's make it work. Right. Uh And I think for me, that was just a huge turning point on, on if I really do want it. And sometimes it's a no. Well, sometimes it's a no, but when you went to the Lord, you kind of knew that opened the door, right? You could have it if you wanted it. Yeah. 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 Or just at least try. Just at least ask, right? Yeah. Just just at least ask. If yeah. you don't ask, the answer is always no. And I think oftentimes that gives us the courage to just just say, if I if I don't ask, the always no. Yeah. The answer, yeah, so the what door never opens unless you ask. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. That was a great story. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, ask and then believe. And then the mm-hmm. third step is receiving. And Jen's told us a lot about receiving. But what do you think about the idea? This is my favorite line in this particular article. Um, if you're craving a McDonald's hamburger, you won't find it at Wendy's. <laughs> I love that. What's that yes. got to do with receiving, though? What do you think? If you're craving a McDonald's hamburger, you won't find it at Wendy's. <laughs> Don't go looking for what you really want somewhere else because you're not going to find it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love that line, but it reminds me of Jen's um, practice, that practice of being a good receiver. You put yourself in the place to receive, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I had a really good friend when we were both young adults who wanted to be married in the worst way. But the place she kept looking for her husband was at the bar. She'd go hang out at the bar and she'd bring home some guy and she'd date, date him for a couple of weeks and he'd be a dud. And over and over and over, this was the pattern. And I remember having a conversation at one point. She's like, maybe I'm just going to be single forever. And I said, well, where are you looking? You know, do you want a man who regularly hangs out at the bar? Because what she wanted was a family man who would raise her children. Oh, wow. So where do family men who raise children hang out? You got to look where the people that you that you are looking for hang out on the regular. And I feel like it's kind of the same way with our thoughts when we want to receive something like we want to receive peace or we want to Mm -hmm. receive optimism. You got to hang out in those thoughts 
in order to create what you want or to receive what you want, mm-hmm. you know, Have you had, yeah. Experiences like that, anything in your receiving? I mean, I know for me, if I'm hanging out in the place of ugly thoughts, all I receive is ugliness. Oh, I know. And <laughs> it's yeah. not a happy life. I think that's, I mean, like for me, if, if, if I don't want anxiety, um, if I, if I, if I'm, if I'm going through a hard time and I seem to have more of like my anxiety is more, you know, right. Uh, you have more anxious feelings and yeah. yeah. Don't have me watch an action movie. Oh, yes. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to be through the roof. So it's like, you know, instead I want to do calming things or I just kind of want to avoid those things that are like, would, would, you know, hype, hype me up, so to speak. Yeah. So, I mean, like, to you, like what you were saying, if you're looking for peaceful thoughts, yeah, don't watch a murder mystery, you know, or don't watch, you know, something on YouTube about people complaining. I mean, if you want peace in your life, search where you would find peace. Right. You, know? you got to go to the place where peace hangs out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you can't. Right. And in a place. Where Wayne Dyer. Yeah. Wayne Dyer taught that a lot mm-hmm. in you know, he, he talked a lot about, um, you get what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you know, if you're looking for peace, well, you have to look in the right places. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Got, you got to put yourself in those spots and, um, yeah. And I think if you're trying to, to be that person that's looking for that, you got to yeah. surround yourself by those type of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, those people who are encouraging, those people who aren't going to all of a sudden pick you to death or you know, you know, complain and things like that. So yeah, that where where those people would receive the same thing you're wanting to receive. Kind of back, like with your 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 friend who was trying to find a family man at a bar. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. Found yourself and eventually she found a family man at work where a lot of family men were supporting their families, you know, and it worked really well. But yeah, it's just ask, believe, receive. Yeah, it's a really good way to do it. Thanks, you guys. But, oh my gosh, I just want to zip through the, the events to get to um, the weekend. Okay, so oh, zip yeah. real quick. <laughs> Tomorrow is coaching clear and everybody knows how great coaches coaching clear is. And then Wednesday is book club. And how are we doing with book club? What are we reading this month? Oh, Jen, can you look at it? I can't Jen, help us. JC's driving. Yeah. I actually started, um, I actually started listening to it and I, I just got it in, in the mail today and it is called, um, it's not your fault by yes. Alex Howard. Well, that Why sounds like a good trauma book. shapes you and how to break free. Mm-hmm. It's really good. How did we choose this book? What happened? So choosing this book, one of the people at book club um, has been working with childhood trauma and um, her, her um, psychologist, uh-huh. um, told her you need to read this book and then we're going to talk about it when when you come back and I said why don't we all read it together because she was struggling reading it by herself she's like club more confident talking to 
my counselor and yeah. yeah. So that's how we chose it, which I think is beautiful. Yes. yes. You know, because it is, it's a, such a loving group and the conversations that we have there are, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. So supportive and so helpful. Right. Yeah. That's, I love yes. that. I'm going to have to get the book. I mean, that just sounds wonderful. Yeah, really good. Okay. So that's Wednesday. Then Thursday, we start a new month of a new monthly theme for coach training. It will be compassion for ourselves and for others. And we read Christopher Germer's book on compassion real early in the year, but this year, mm -hmm. um, this month, we're going to do Kristen's naps oh, okay. and her take on compassion and work with that. And we'll be working on compassion all month long here as well with the podcast and developing that self-love and the, um, the ways to ask, believe, receive for ourselves, but then also to do that for other people and to create a compassionate response to share the love mm. that we would like to have. And so I think it's going to be a really, really good month for study, but then drum roll Saturday. <laughs> Saturday is the what's your word what's your word or your one word workshop. Jen, I'm so stoked. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes, please tell. Uh, well, it's such a a good practice to help your awareness um and your focus for your whatever personal development or personal change you're trying to do to kind of have a theme throughout the mm -hmm. year. So it's a prayerful and pondering time, um, either previous before the workshop or at the workshop where you you asked your creator to help you have like that word theme for your year for 2024 and how it's going to show up in your life and how is it going to show up um, as you try and embody that word in your life. And um, it, you'll be surprised what words speak to you and which don't. So come with a bunch of words or I'm going to have some words and you can choose and if you don't feel totally comfortable with the word, that's okay. It'll come ask. That's why I say prayerfully and ponder and ponder and ask for your creator to help you get that theme for 2024. And then we're going to sit down and create a, a vision page in your vision book or pages, however you want to do of that word, what that word feels and looks like to you right now and what you want it to possibly morph into or, or change throughout the year. And so you just kind of put put it down in in words and in picture form for those of us who are very visual on your on your vision book. And then throughout the year we're going to have um kind of touch-ins where we will we will do another page or we'll see how we're doing with that with our word and how it's how it's showing up in your life. Um, it's been a very strong a very important part of my personal development over the past gosh how many times I've, I've been doing it since I think it's been four or five years now four or five years yes yeah. and it, you see as you, things happen in your life even as the year progresses how it changes or how when when things happen the Lord will help you understand possibly that this wor word is coming to fruition in your life yeah and it mm -hmm. teaches you with that and you'll see how it's in in, in, in your, in your thoughts and in your studies and everything. It's just wonderful. If you take the time to have it in front of you throughout the year, and uh, we're going to try and do those little workshops to help that throughout the year. So you can have that in the year, but it's, 
I just love this. I love this practice, but I understand it's not for everybody. So if it is for you, please come and um, we will get the, the, um, what am I trying to say? The, the list of what you need for it. Oh, the materials. A supply list that I made up on Eventbrite. It's being hosted yeah. Eventbrite. And if you go to Eventbrite and you search online events for your one word, it comes right up. It's at the top of Mm-hmm. So your one word on Eventbrite. And if you want to look at it, Jen, and we can okay. edit and change it. I'm sure it. it's good. Um, this I'm just what I used last year. Okay, good. And the yeah. only other thing I would add to that is if you are not a cut and paste old school like I am, and you'd yeah. rather do a, um, a vi- like a uh, electronic thing, there are vision board apps. So if yeah, that's- I know Hay House has one. Yeah, go ahead and download a vision board app and do it that way. But Beth has a really great, um, great practice. She actually makes it her screensaver on her computer. Yeah. I think it's amazing. It's so fun. I just love it because I've got a good size monitor and my um, I use an 18 by 24 notebook that I make it in because mm-hmm. I look big. And then when you open it up, I just take a picture with my iPad, stick it on my background. It's fabulous. So cool. And I use that until the next next time we do another one, which it looks like maybe it'll be quarterly or thereabouts that we'll be able to get together and work on them. I like the idea of a touch in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A touch in. That's cool. So that's coming Saturday and it's going to be fantastic. So we hope everybody will come and go to Eventbrite, sign up. It's limited seating. And so we want to make sure that people can get in. So just go sign up on Eventbrite. If you have any questions, check in on 5050 and we'll help you get in. No problems. It's been so good. Thank you guys. And thank you, Jason, even in the middle of all your travels. Oh my word. Hey. today in a creator-based life. I hope you felt that compassion, mindfulness, and hope you came seeking today. You can find more of it at cmhcoaching.com or on linktree slash cmhcoaching. Of course, any social media outlet, we're there too. Because you felt the benefit and light in this message, please invite those you care deeply about to join us. Help us to create a ripple effect across the globe of compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Then we can create a creator-based life together. Have a great week, y'all. We'll talk to you soon.